What's going on, everybody? Happy New Year's and welcome back to the Iron Money Podcast. This is your host, Donnie Tudal. Today, we're going to talk about hiring a new coach. Now, it's 2023. It's the second day in January. So everybody right now is on, for the most part, is on the whole like New Year, new me, got to get in the gym, got to take care of my life, got to do a better job eating in the gym, cardio, blah, 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 blah. Everyone's trying to find that thing that's going to give them the ability to move forward with a more healthy, productive 2023. Me personally, with goals and whatnot, I'm, I've never really been, I've always found like, even as a little kid, New Year's resolutions, like kind of silly. And I found them silly because it just never made sense. Like, I already knew what I was working towards next. Like, all right, well, it's January. Like, what's my next season? Okay, I'm in basketball. Or I'm really, really working towards, you know, the football season, which was my main thing, or the track season. So I always had that thing that I was working towards. And if I change my goals or set some new thing, like, well, what about the goals I already had set? Like, most of my goals were five-year goals with three-year goals built in, one-year goal built in, six-month, three-month, you know, six-week two week, one week, that week, you know, my goals are kind of lined out like that. But a lot of people are wanting to make some changes. And there's a lot of conversation out there right now about like, I'm gonna hire a coach, what's that coach gonna do for me? How are they gonna help me? Blah, 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 blah. So being a coach myself, and more so somebody who really wants to see people taken care of really well, I went through and kind of put together some thoughts and I talked to some other coaches and some people that are clients or that are in the industry that have opinions that I trust and that I respect and, you know, came up with some different ideas that I thought we could share with you guys and would be helpful. So I went green lights and red flags. So green lights. Let me me rewind a little bit. I'm going to give you an idea of what I do as a coach, what it costs and then what a lot of people are charging currently and kind of, we can start right there because as soon as you find out what someone costs, like you're going to have an idea of what your experience is going to be like. So for the first 12 weeks, which is kind of a trial period for me, um, it's $2,300, which is $190 a week. That's expensive. It's, an, it's supposed to be expensive. Um, but with that, I mean, you're, you're in the champion blueprint at that point. And with that comes... I'm going to program for you. I'm going to film or I'm going to review and coach all your film. I'm going to help you with your macros. If we need to do a metabolic reset, we're able to do that. At meets, I will handle you. Now, that's with any client. In a 12-week, I won't take somebody on a 12-week program to get them ready for a meet without having worked with them prior to that. But that's always included. I have an open call policy. I do not schedule weekly check-ins with people because I coach their film daily. And uh, I... I coach everything that they post every week. And then, um, so I interact with that. And then if people need me that are my clients, they give me a call. They jump on the phone. They hit my number. They call me and say, hey, what's up, Donnie? I want to talk about this. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's talk about it. And it works really well. But, you know, having at any point 40 to 80 clients, you schedule a half hour call with all of them. That's 20 to 40 hours a week just on check-ins. doesn't really make sense. So I'm, I do it kind of a as-needed basis, and it's just been really, really, really effective. Um, but free handling, um, priorities on all retreats. So when I do retreats, 
Uh, my clients have the first option on like, do you want it? Do you not want it? Um, any seminar that I run though, if you're local to it, come to it for free. Even if you travel in, I won't charge you to be there. Other people I will charge to be there. Um, those are free for clients. And then a lot of my people though, they are aspiring entrepreneurs or their current entrepreneurs or coaches and they're trying to figure some things out. Now I've been doing this for a while. I've had my gym for five years. I've been training clients and making an income with it since I was 17. So it's 15 years, almost, um, almost 32. And, uh, I've been really blessed with some high level mentorship, whether it be from some of the best bodybuilding coaches in the world, powerlifting coaches, NFL strength and conditioning coaches, division one coach, um, strength and conditioning coaches of the year, coaches who have ran strength and conditioning programs for university of Oregon, um, Cal state university of Alabama, different places like that. And then guys scattered, uh, UCLA, um, guys scattered across the NFL, including teams like the NFL, um, the New York giants, um, the Green Bay Packers, um, Bowler was with the jets. Pelosi was with the giants. I've just been blessed with some really high level, um, mentorship as a coach, as a strength and conditioning coach, but also when it comes to, um, business being, you know, different serial entrepreneurs, um, tax experts, um, you know, accountants, marketing, advertising, different things like that. Like, you know, there's a lot there and I offer all that. I make sure my people are put in the best place that they can. One of the reasons though, why I'm very, very confident in charging what I do and I, and I get it is, um, you know, after that first 12 weeks, I drop you down to a one year contract and you're going to be in the $150, um, a week range cost wise. And unless you are just an absolute dumpster fire, then the max that I usually take clients, I mean, I do have some clients that pay, you know, almost $2,500 a month, but you know, if I have a client that's paying online coaching for 250 bucks a week, you gotta be pretty, um, pretty damaged at that point. There has to be a lot of work and that's few and far between, but I'm a meat director. I run some of the best meats in the Northwest United States. Um, as far as the state of Montana, it's not even close. Um, I'm a national ref. I'm top 50 all time in the raw 275 pound weight class in the world. And um, I've coached 695 state, national, and world records. I have um, state champs, national champs, world champs, North American champs, and the open and the junior and the masters and the sub masters in every category that you could think. Um, the only thing I don't really mess around with is classic raw lifting. So I have established dominance as a coach, as an athlete, as a meet director, and a very good ref as well. So you know that when I give you feedback, it is going to pass on a platform, on the USPA platform, and you are going to be good to lift on any platform in the world, really, at that point. Um, the only caveat to that is if we're lifting out of a monolift in the WRPF, it might be a little bit different than what we're used to. Uh, it's the only thing, you know, I don't have a ton of experience in is monolift and some classic raw stuff because we always walk out our stuff. But, you know, if you can pass in the USPA, you can pass in anything. So, I'm very confident <laughs> in what I charge and we get it. And it allows us to be a little bit more picky and get really good clients, which is a blessing. So, with that being said, you'll see coaches charging 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 150 bucks a month. 
Now, I do have some clients that will take that because I used to not know what the hell I was worth. Like, okay, that sounds good. Like 150 and then if I do your nutritionist, 250. Like, That's fine. That's fine. Um, but if I want to make six figures a year with that, which I think is a goal for a lot of coaches, I mean, I got to have damn near 80 clients paying 150 bucks a month. You're overworked at that point. It doesn't make sense. So I started charging uh, bare minimum $100 a week, so $400. And that has got me more clients. I've been able to take better care of those clients. And I've been able to be more picky with the clients that I have and let some clients go that weren't a good fit. And I'm still solid on my income because I'm charging what I am worth. If you have a coach who's charging less, they're probably going to be overworked. You're probably going to be underwhelmed with what you receive from that coach. And they're probably not going to be around a long time unless they have a huge social media following because clients fall off, clients come on. But if you have a lot of clients fall off because you're overworked and you're constantly trying to like refill, yeah, sometimes you got to go get a different job just to do your job. Um, so, but let's dig into this thing a little bit. Green lights, green lights. So one of the biggest things is you're educated with more than a book or a seminar. Okay. So I can go out and I can get a, man, I can become a CrossFit coach. I've never done CrossFit in my life. I can go be a CrossFit coach in the next I'll go find a one weekend seminar or a certification, go in there, fumble my way through it, not be able to do a powerlifting or a snatch because I've seen people come out of these CrossFit level one courses and I would never, ever, ever let them coach in my gym. I probably wouldn't even mentor them to coach in my gym and they are coaches now (laughs) and they're opening up their own gyms and developing their own things and it is terrifying. So, being certified and insured is not enough to be a good coach, and you should take that in consideration. If they don't have the application, the experience, and they haven't been mentored as a coach to some degree, I don't recommend it. But if these coaches have that huge green light, if they have somebody that they can learn from, they have learned, they have put it, they put themselves through, it, they put clients through it, they have, um, you know. Worked under a strength and conditioning coach at a bigger gym or on a football team, and they have had somebody watch them put a team or a group of people or clients through the steps. That's good. That is good. And if they are able to be vulnerable as a coach, you know what? This happens to me a lot. For example, I've started working with a lot more women on resetting their, their metabolism because a lot of people kill it. There's been a few times where I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty damn positive here, but I'm going to ask one of the girls that I work with who specializes in hormones and women. I want to make sure I'm on the right track and I'm going to check in with her a couple of times and I'm not afraid to ask for help. So I'm vulnerable in that, um, in that sense where I'm, I'm not afraid to ask for help. I'm going to let you know that like, I don't know everything. I'm a good coach, but I do not know everything. But if I am helping on your main goal and I need to learn something new for a little sub goal, and sometimes it's not a little sub goal, maybe it's a big goal, um, then I'm going to reach out and be vulnerable and say, hey, you know what? I'm not as good as I could be on this, but I know someone who is. So I'm going to take this opportunity to learn with you. We're going to kick ass together. And it's been so good. It's been so good. There's been such a good appreciation of that. So if you have a coach that's willing to do that, it's awesome. Um, and with that moving forward, you know, the KISS principle, keep it simple. If I cannot explain it to a three-year-old, I don't have any business teaching it to anybody. 
you get these coaches who will go off on these rants talking about like myofascial sheathing and blah, 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 and how your body temperature and, you know, medulla oblongata's and pissed off crocodiles not being able to brush your teeth and things like that. And at the end of, you know, a paragraph, you're just sitting there like, what did I just listen to? I don't know anything you just said. And they're like, yeah, I know. I'm just really smart. And uh, I read this book. And uh, so now I'm going to teach you how to squat. And then they don't know how to squat. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it is not something that you're able to have a conversation with your coach. Sometimes it's hard in an online setting because you get texts or you have to read something and kind of convey pieces like that can be difficult. So I'll shoot, I'll have to shoot videos sometimes or get on a call or FaceTime them, things like that. But if you're not delivering information in a very easily consumable manner for anybody, you don't want a coach who's going to go too crazy. So someone able to simplify it for you to absorb, that's a green man. That's a big deal. So another career based around compound movements. I, I teach people how to squat, bench, and deadlift. Now, also, I, I played in the NFL, collegiate football, did track and field in college. I have a very, very, very good background with Olympic movements as well. I don't see the risk-reward being worth it for the people that I typically work with, so I just don't do a lot of it. But if you have somebody who cannot coach squat, bench, and deadlift properly, Like if you were getting like a personal trainer, like a weight caddy, who's just going to come in and like move the weight stick for you. So you add weight, take weight away, or you're doing leg extensions or leg press or, and you know, they're just basically there to load weight for you and to watch you and be like, Oh, good job on your leg extension. And then you go and squat. You're like, fuck, this hurts. This doesn't feel good. That's not what you want. Okay. So if you have somebody who can properly teach squat bench deadlift, they can coach you for anything. They really can coach you for anything because if they understand how to make your body move for that, they can go in and get on any piece of equipment damn near and make sure you're moving safely. And then they can research from there to make it more bodybuilding or CrossFit or whatever, geriatric specific. But if they have a good base knowledge of how to move compounds, that's a big deal. Now, if you have somebody who's just a weight caddy and they're like, oh yeah, hey, we're going to do a power lift to me. And they don't know how to squat bench and deadlift themselves, and they've never done it. And they're just like, hey, screw it. Let's go for it. Don't do that. <laughs> like, that is terrifying. It is pretty easy to find a coach who can say, squat bench deadlift, this is how you do it. I can help you with it. They can help you with everything else. But if they can't help you squat bench and deadlift, chances are they probably, and I'll say bodybuilding is a good exception for this. There's a lot of bodybuilders who just don't mess with squat bench or deadlift, but they are phenomenal coaches. They're really able to get you taken care of. But a lot of them, um, there's a lot of coaches though, that if if you watch them squat or if you watch when their clients squat and their knees are so far forward and when they press up out of the hole and they start to squat up, their butt shoots and they're doing a good morning. There's an indicator to stay away from that coach. So if you have a coach where their entire career is based around squat, bench, and deadlift and they are able to get people to move correctly with it, go get it. Go get it. Another thing you want to look for, positive relationships with past and present clients. If every client that has ever left that coach is a piece of shit, or if their current clients suck and they're terrible and they're not able to do their job, well, that's a reflection. Uh, when I was playing football, I had a lot of ownership. But my coaches always owned it. If I executed, they gave, they gave me the credit. If I didn't execute, though, 
they took the blame. We didn't coach you well enough. We didn't put you in the right position for success. And at that point, you know, whatever, like, but as I transitioned to coaching, like, it is our job as coaches. And this is where I was coaching football as well. And I've coached, I've coached NFL athletes. I've coached collegiate athletes. I've coached high school, uh, middle school, little guy, every level you could possibly think of. I've coached on the football kind of thing, then in powerlifting. Um, whether it be on the field or strength condition, it's the coach's job to put you in success and to give you enough repetitions to go out on your playing field or on your platform and have success in that movement. Now, if you're not able to do that with this person, that is on you. And then when those coaches don't take that accountability and say, hey, you know, I didn't do a good enough job, do a good enough job coaching it, or hey, we were working on this and you know, we just weren't there yet. Like we got to the meet. We were really working on keeping your chest up out of the hole, but it was heavy as hell. And you know, we didn't cue it right. So we're just gonna go back to work. Like that's on me as a coach and you gotta learn it as a lifter. So I need to put you in a position to have better, uh, better opportunity for success through repetitions, getting that. And you know, but everybody who's no longer with them or people who are struggling and they're not their star clients, if they're down talking them or like, not giving them a realistic stance on why they are doing good or not. You don't want to be anywhere around that. So somebody who's able to like take that, put it on themselves as well. It's a big deal. Now with that, another good thing is good relationships and rapport with other coaches, especially in powerlifting. We all go do meets together. We're all helping each other in the back. We all get to know each other. Me, for example, Anytime I have a bodybuilding client, I'll handle macros and their programming, all that type of stuff. But as we get closer to the peak, I immediately bring in Adam Atkinson of See You Later Wiener. Um, I met him through my ex-wife. Um, she hired him as a coach. And him and I had the opportunity to work together on her. And we ended up getting that pro card. And then any client that I've had since then, I have pushed his way. I even have clients that I pay for their coaching, they pay me as a coach, and then I pay him to help coach on the things that I am not as good at. So, you know, I can call Adam at any point, ask for help. Bama, Brandon Allen, Karina Davis, Rick Simmons, anybody in Ironmongers, anybody in Filthy, anybody in Kabuki, Michael Greeno, um, Dan Grigsby, um, Sean Murphy, Keith, Josh Ellis, like. Damn near any strength conditioning gym in Montana, California, gyms in Tennessee, all over the country. Like, I'm able to reach out for help. And I have a list of coaches. When this is going wrong and I'm struggling with it, call this coach. It's my little emergency. Like, hey, bro, like, what do you think about this? Even as a meet director, I call Chico all the time. This dude's like, please leave me alone. But he's so helpful. And I have those relationships built, my rapport built. And so should your coach. If your coach is not able to play well with other people, you're not going to get along with everybody. I have people, you know, people that I run meets. Um, I run meets in the state of Montana. There's another group that runs uh, meets in the state of Montana. I think they're good dudes. I just can't stand how they do things. Um, you're going to have that situation, of course. And I think there's a couple coaches that are absolute trash. And you will rarely hear me say anything unless they cross lines. Um you're not going to get along with everyone. That's okay. But for the most part, being able to get along with everybody and have a good rapport and be able to like lean on each other as coaches, we're all, we're all in this together. We're all trying to get clients better. And I can't teach everybody and get everyone where they need to go. 
more coaches that I help and the more coaches help me, like we're all able to spread more knowledge to more people. And that's a good thing. So those are some good things to look for. Red flags though. Red flags are a big one. Um, negative. You know, their story is negative. The relationships are negative. The experiences are negative. It's just one of those people where it's like, woe is me. The sky is falling. Everyone's out to fuck me and nothing is going right. Like stay away from that coach. Stay away from that coach. Now, if you have a couple things that go wrong as a coach, you know, um, you know, you have a small reputation of certain things like, you know, everyone's dealt with it. I've dealt with it. I've made some terrible, terrible um, decisions in relationships that's affected my coaching. I've made some terrible coaching decisions that's affected my coaching. And, uh, you know, meet director, anything that I do, I've made terrible choices in. But it's not the consistent. We all make mistakes. But if it is every single time you turn around, this person is cutting their, you know, finger off, metaphorically, like, putting themselves in a bad situation, all right, like, maybe take a little baby step back. Accountability goes hand in hand with the good relationships. I'm like the, if you can't say as a coach, like, hey, you know what, man, I screwed up. I screwed that up. That was on me. Um, I didn't account for the rest time in the meet. The last meet we ran. And I had a couple guys that had some stuff left on the platform. And I didn't realize how quick that meet was going to go as a meet director and as a coach. Um, and I didn't prepare them. I could have altered their rest times. Um, I could have made some bigger gaps and rest. I could have done things differently and uh, I screwed that up. Now, a lot of people are not able to say that. So that accountability has to be there. My favorite though, that you should stay away from is the know-it-all. If they know everything, and even if it's common sense, like to you, they're like, yeah, that's right. And they're like, oh, no, 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 because and they always have to be right. Or if they are constantly correcting, like, oh, yeah, hey, this coach is not doing this right because this client's doing this. Like, you don't know what that coach and client are actually working on. So shut your mouth. <laughs> if your coach is constantly ragging, ragging on people and running down other coaches, other lifters, like, oh, that person's garbage, blah, blah, blah. It'll be so much better with me. Well, you don't know they started. You don't know they are now. Now, if you've known this person for three or four years and they're with the same coach and they're always hurt and they're, one thing but if it's just like a the general like i'm the only person that can get success out of a person you probably want to stay away from those know-it-all type of people because your ability to learn is going to be it's, it's not going to be there um because they're going to just garden hose you bullshit put that hose in your mouth fire hose it turn it on full blast and you're just basically going to be sitting there having to regurgitate what they shared with you sometimes it's just not correct um and that that can become kind of shady but you know with the shady thing like if there's a constant reputation there's a constant thing like clients getting hurt clients having bad experiences there's always something going on here like stay away from that and if they are not able to again kiss kiss principle it keep it simple if every conversation you have you are sitting there just confused and that coach is just like, mm, I'm just shit, I'm so sorry. Like, I read a book and I regurgitated some words, but I'm not really sure what they mean. Or maybe they do know what they mean, but they're not able to convey it to you in a way that you understand. They just say, ah, oh, just, just listen to me. Like, there's a time and a place to shut up and do what your coach asked you to. But if you're like sitting there and you're like, I don't understand why this is happening or why this is feeling this way, and it's just like, God, just, God, you're, you're blah, 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 blah. And it's like, all right, well, if you can't understand what you're receiving, Ask them to re reiterate or not reiterate, but to repackage that information 
in a simpler to absorb manner and then give that a shot. If they're not able to do that, find a different coach or don't hire that person. Um, one of the things though, this is probably the biggest thing that I'm seeing. It's a scam. I'm gonna tell you right now, it is absolutely a scam. Um, you will see these people selling community. And when I say community, like retreats and getaways and hey, we're going down here. We're gonna have a pool, we're gonna do this. I'm gonna have a couple talkers or speakers there. I'm gonna speak. So you know what's gonna be great. And uh, and that is their big push to bring you in as a client. Oftentimes though, those trips, those vacations, those, uh, those community builders are to offset the fact that they don't have a clue what they are doing as a coach in any industry. So if they are, you know, one of the first things we're talking about, oh, hey, I got this, I got this retreat coming up. You know, we're up here in Montana. It's cold as hell. We're going to Florida. There's going to be a pool. There's going to be a hot tub. There's going to be a beach. We're going to go to the gym. I'm going to, I'm going to talk. This person's going to talk. And I see, you know, there's three or four people talking and at different times and you guys are doing a couple things. But then when you get back from that trip and you start receiving coaching and you're like, wow, this is like, this is terrible. And I had to pay to be at this retreat. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I just put a bunch of money into this thing. People will sell the community piece and the community trips and the travel because everyone wants to travel. It's 2023. It's been really hard traveling the last couple of years with COVID. Not everyone wants to do it. And if they're going to do it with their coach, man, what an opportunity. But if that, you know, if the person seems like they might not know what they're doing, and they are leaning so heavily on these retreats and these, you know, you have a weekly get together or every two weeks. Like, it's great if they know what they're doing. But if they don't know what they're doing, a lot of people who are lost are being coached to create these environments where people come together. And it's great. You build a community. But you might be in a community of people who don't really know what they're doing because their leader is pretty uneducated and blind. And they can't. I mean. If I'm a 525 dotser, my coach is one of the best all time. Now, if I were a 315 dotser and I was putting together these retreats and stuff, and then I was my selling piece was like, I'm going to get you to 400 dots as a 315 dotser. I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to bring you guys all together, get you excited about this trip, blah, 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 all these cool talkers, blah, blah, blah. Um, where you're basically paying for that coach's vacation with some homies. They're going to end up paying him, you being one of those homies, uh, for the next few months until you figure out that they're full of shit. So you're funding their vacation, and then you're paying their bills for a few months. Kind of getting scammed. So be very careful with that. Make sure that you are getting you know, feedback from people who have worked with them, because it's not hard. A lot of coaches post their clients. When you ask permission, they post a client, it's there. Click on it. Go to that person's profile. Hey, I'm thinking about working with Sean. I was curious what your uh, what your experience was like with him. Oh yeah, blah 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 blah. Like okay, cool. Like you know, how was he with this and this and this? Excellent. Okay, have a good conversation. Move on to the coach uh, or go back to the coach. But if you're not able to do that and you think something's off, like avoid that. So, lastly, though, it's not just about finding the right coach. You can find the best coach in the world, but if you are not prepared as a client to be a good client, you're not going to have success. This stuff is on you guys as the consumer more than it is on the coach. I, I know how to coach powerlifters. I know how to coach football players. I know how to coach. Uh, I did success in bodybuilding. There's really not a lot that I couldn't coach somebody to. Now, 
you come in, you want to be a professional power lifter, for example, you know, I, I can use, I won't use names, but I'll use an example. I had a mid thirties come in and tell me point blank, never power lifted in his life. I'm going to be a professional power lifter. I was like, all right, bro, let's get to work. Well, didn't, I mean, submitted film for a little bit. And then he did his first meet where I told him, I'm like, this, this meet is just a trial run. Um, the real work's going to happen afterwards. We correct some form stuff, figured out how to hit depth squat, figure out how to lock your knees on um, deadlift, figure out how to touch your chest because he didn't know how to touch his chest on bench and how to pause properly. Those are, those are the main things in the first like 12, 13 weeks. After that, I didn't, I didn't hear film. I never once had any of the macros updated, things like that. Um, and it became a really poor coaching, um, coaching situation because nothing that I was asking to be done was being done. Now, keep in mind, this person came to me and said, I want to be a professional power lifter. I'll do whatever it takes. Extremely vocal about it. Extremely vocal publicly about it. And, uh, and they didn't do any of it. Didn't do any of it because they expected there to be um, more like group trips and things like that. And group, group engagement, which I never said there would be. So they threw the entire thing away. Because it wasn't exactly what they expected. They didn't understand the conversation. And they changed their desires multiple times and asked for different programs and asked for different roles and things like that. And they were inconsistent and they did not accept where they might actually be. You're probably not going to be a professional powerlifter when you're starting at 36, having never powerlifted before. It doesn't matter how, how many drugs you get on. You're probably not going to have success with that. And you're definitely not going to if you don't have a student mindset. Now, you don't have to have somebody buy back into your business in order to have a student mindset. But you have to have a student mindset if you're going to be a good client. When I say student mindset, I mean when you ask a question, it needs to be to learn, not to challenge. And try and one-up the coach. And, oh, I'm smarter than the coach. Or I'm just going to be defiant. And I'm just going to fight. And, I'm oh, I'm just going to throw an extra test. Like, you legitimately, you know nothing at that point. Pretend that. And then what you're being told and what you're being coached, man, like, listen, absorb it. Try and apply it the best you can. If you're struggling with it, ask for help. Student mindset is the most important thing. Like, be vulnerable. You, you're paying this person for a reason. Buy into them as your coach and see what type of success you can get. That buy-in, though, is so important. Genuinely buy in. Give it a shot. And then from there, max effort across the board. Seems easy. But when I say max effort across the board, if you're programmed four days, go train your four days. And then put max effort into recovery on the other three days of the week. If you're supposed to drink a gallon of water, drink a gallon of water. If you're supposed to hit X macros, hit X macros. And if you can't, or if you can't hit a set, or if you weren't able to hit water, give feedback as to why you were not able to do it. And if you absolutely have to walk into that gym on a fifth day or a sixth, whatever it may be, and do extras, you better have a damn good reason because you're screwing a lot of things up. So when you go off or when you're not able to follow the program because maybe it was too heavy, maybe the reps, maybe something didn't feel good, legitimate feedback provided from the client to the coach as to why you had to go in for another day, uh, why you weren't able to drink a gallon of water, why... You went 80 fat 
points over your mat. Oh, you had 80 fat on the day, you went 160. Why did you do that? That's hard to do. Um, you know, max effort buy-in, training, nutrition, hydration, recovery. If you don't max effort recover, you will not do well with anything you do in the gym. <laughs> Adrenal fatigue is a thing. Overtraining is a thing. Too much cortisol in your system is a thing. All these different things, like depending on what your goal is, you got to get there in a specific way. This shit is a science. There's only so many ways to do it. And you just doing whatever you feel like is not what you're paying for. You're paying for somebody who knows how to do it. Like imagine you're putting a blindfold on and you have to walk through a minefield. You can see the mines, they're up on top of the ground, but you touch one, it blows up. And you hire that person to walk you through that mine without a blindfold on because they know how to do it. They can see. And halfway through, you're like, screw you, buddy. And you start walking off your own direction. Like, you wouldn't do that. Why would you do it with the coach that you're hiring? Man, I've had guys who are the worst clients because they will post the shit that I asked them to. I'm like, oh, no, no, yeah, I didn't do anything else. And then I'll get a text from another client, and I'm like, oh, man, did you see? Did you see what this guy did today? Like, oh, man, he, he smoked that number. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what, what are you hitting? He's like, oh, this. And I'm like, he just hit 460. He was supposed to go to 285. Oh, I was just feeling it. Well, why didn't you post it? Because I knew I wasn't supposed to. Well, then why'd you do it? Oh, I was just feeling Okay, well, there's a reason why you haven't had success. Because you won't stick to your program. You won't do what your coach is asking you to do. And you're not really being coachable. So, except where you may actually be. Because sometimes you're just at a different spot where your body needs something different than what you think. A lot of information thrown at you guys. There's things to look for. There are things to avoid. And there's things that you've got to do yourself to set yourself up for the most success possible in your coach-client relationship. Hope you guys have an amazing start to 2023. This year is going to be big. This is going to be a huge year for me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I've had a year to recover from everything. Can't wait. There's going to be some genuinely cool things coming from me. And I know there's going to be some genuinely cool things coming from a lot of people who are watching this video or listening to this podcast. And I'm excited to see all of us just kick ass together. So set your intentions. Figure out what it is you're going to accomplish this year. And make sure that you keep in mind, like, what foundation did you lay last year? What matters to you? What is going to make you feel good when you're like, you know, I've been working this for three years. Three years is not a long time to be working towards something that means a lot to you. That's impactful to you and your family. So don't just scrap that stuff if it means something to you. Make sure you guys are staying on track. If you guys need help, ask for it. So many people are willing to help us with these things. Whether it be, you know, friends, family, whatever it means to be like emotional support, just inspiration, or just like, hey, I need help moving some heavy things. Whatever it may be, reach out. You guys have great communities of people that love you and that support you and your biggest fans. And, you know, when you post something, you got 80 people that like that post, like that um, Instagram post, whatever it may be. You, know, you got 80 people who thought what you did was just super cool or it was worth listening to or it was worth reading or it was worth supporting you on. That means something. You don't have to be... One of these people that are over the top, you know, 80,000 followers and 10,000 interactions every time that you post something and things like that to have people around you that want to see you do well. And, you know, just remember that going into this new year. And I hope you guys all get everything that you guys could possibly 
want as long as you guys are willing to work for it. So, all right, guys, Iron Money Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Appreciate you all.